right now we are going to turn our attention to Wisconsin. Uh, one of our colleagues and reporter from WEAU out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin has been following a case that has really garnished a national attention. A 10-year-old little girl was found dead. A homicide investigation continues right now. We have learned new information. The suspect, 14 years old, has been arrested and charged. Maria Blau joins us from WEAU. Thanks so much for joining us, Maria, this evening. And I'm going to let you kind of take it away. Let's kind of start uh, from the beginning when the little girl who's known to many as Lily uh, was first reported missing. Yeah, she was reported missing by her father um, Sunday night and it was um, Monday morning when investigators found her bicycle first and then they um, found her body unfortunately um, and then you know the community didn't really know what happened um, so that was kind of really scary and concerning because they didn't know if she knew the person um, or if there was like some stranger in the community um, who did that to her. So once we found out it was a homicide um, investigation, it was already tragic, but then a lot of concern for community safety as well. Um, and then yesterday there was an arrest in the case that's when um, the police department said that the suspect was a juvenile but did not release their age. And today was their first court appearance. Um, and that's when we found out it was a 14-year-old and an eighth grader. An eighth grader, wow. And um, the new information that police released Wednesday, um, a $1 million cash bond, that 14-year-old, and as you mentioned, eighth grader in court today. And uh, were, were y'all able to go inside the courtroom for this initial hearing? Yeah, we were absolutely there for that. Um, the juvenile suspect appeared via video, so they were not actually at the courtroom. Um, and since they were a juvenile, um, again, we had to be very cognizant of that fact. No face, no showing any video of that suspect. Um, and we don't even know the suspect's name because, again, it's a juvenile. We just have um, initials. Right. Okay, and Maria, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, the victim. We're going to pull up an image, and again, such an absolutely sad tragedy here that has unfolded, and we're able to see the victim on the screen, uh, known as Lily, 10 years old. And I remember at one point we had some live coverage um, that y'all were providing from the police chief, and the police chief was saying, you know, our entire community here in Chippewa Falls covered in in purple ribbons. Talk a little more about the victim, what you're hearing in the community. Have you been able to speak to the family? Yeah, we definitely have not um, spoken to the family. Obviously, this is a very tragic thing that has happened to them, and I'm sure that they are still trying to process it all. Um, but the community has really come together and tried to show their support um, to the family. There's purple ribbons all across Main Street. Um, there's memorials at her elementary school. There's memorials um, on the bridge near the brewery where we, um, where the case kind of started. Um, so it's been really interesting and kind of nice to see how the community is coming together um, in this very dark moment. It, yeah, and I'm curious. Explain um, why the purple ribbons. Is that significant? Is that significant to anything? Is that significant to the school that she attended, or where does that kind of play in? Yeah, I was talking to the organizer of um, tying the purple ribbons downtown in Chippewa Falls, and she said she wasn't even really sure why the color purple, um, but somehow somebody started with the color purple and the community has ran with that. 
Um, and the other symbol of lily is a lily flower, like an Easter lily. Um, again, we don't really know where that came from, but that's what the community has ran with um, to kind of honor Lily's memory. And so I am just curious, Maria, what um, have you been able to interview anyone from the community? What are what are residents saying? Absolutely heartbroken and just such a tragedy that, you know, we have been following this and you're there inside the community. I can't imagine uh, just absolutely a community heartbroken. What, what are members within the community? What are they saying? I mean, you pretty much hit exactly what they are saying, that it is really tragic and it's really hard to believe that it happened in their community. They're, they say, um, we can't believe that this happened here in Chippewa Falls. We're a very tight-knit community. Um, yeah, so I think they're just trying to find ways to, to kind of come together um, to, again, show support to the family and just kind of try to make sense of why this happened, how this happened. Um, that's kind of what the sentiment has been on the streets and with neighbors and people throughout um, the city. Yeah, and so again, this all unfolded. If you are just joining us, um, it all unfolded Sunday when little Lily went missing. Her father reported her missing. Am I right, Maria? Yep, yep. And then she did not come home from her aunt's house and her father um, reported her missing. Her bicycle was found, and then just within a uh, extremely short amount of time, that missing persons case um, quickly turned into a homicide investigation. So what details have police been able to, to release um, to the public there in Chippewa Falls? Yeah, the police have not been able to um, reveal too many details because this is an active and ongoing um, situation and investigation. Um, they have released that um, the suspect did indeed know Lily. Um, so that's one detail that we know. And then today in the courtroom, we found out that um, this homicide was intentional. It was planned based on the statements that the suspect made to investigators. Um, and that's kind of, plus, as you mentioned, all of the manpower devoted to trying to find these answers. That's kind of why um, we got unrest really quickly um, and then we are already um, in court today so it's thanks to all of the different organizations and agencies that came to um, kind of try to find answers to this case. And so exactly uh, what reporting have you been able to do Maria? I know uh, you've been on the ground uh, and, and your news team there of course uh, team coverage since this first began there at WEAU and Eau Claire what exactly uh, what reporting have you been able to do what can you share with us? Yeah, so we've been able to go to a bunch of those different press conferences that the police have had. And we've talked to neighbors, um, with neighbors um, near the house that police were investigating. Um, we've talked to people in the downtown, organizers of different events to raise money for the Peters family, um, or just like events to show support. We've also talked to um, psychiatrists about how do you talk to children about something like this? Like, what do you do from a parent's point of view. Um, and then today, since we are in court and um, even though this is a juvenile, these charges put the juvenile into adult court. Um, so we've had to like break down what does all of that mean and could this case go back to juvenile court at some point? Um, so we've been trying to tackle the story from as many different angles as we possibly can. 
Yeah, and so while we talk about that, um, two things stick out in my mind here. And so we'll kind of take a, the first route and then we'll go to the second round. Um, while you are mentioning the suspect here, I want to talk about, uh, you did say that police have released that the suspect, in fact, knew the little 10-year-old girl. Is that right? Yes, yes, that's correct. And so after the 14-year-old, again, an eighth grader here, was arrested and charged, um, taken in, uh, what what are the list of charges that he's, uh, or she, right now they're not saying uh, either or, uh, what list of charges is that person facing? Yeah, so he is facing um, first-degree intentional homicide um, and then a first-degree sexual assault. Mm. And then in Wisconsin, we also have a separate charge for if the victim is under the age of 13. So he is also facing first-degree um sexual assault of a child under the age of 13. So those are three charges. Two of those charges come with um, a sentence, a maximum sentence of life in prison. Uh, so these are definitely very serious charges. And that's kind of what went into the judge's decision today when setting bond at $1 million. Okay, and so um, as you did learn that information, did you, um, uh, you were kind of cutting out, so I had a hard time hearing just the last part. Um, is, is the suspect, you said it, it is a male, and is he going to be charged as an adult and tried it as an adult? Yes, so currently he is, because the charge of first-degree intentional homicide, that automatically puts a person okay. in adult court. Um, but his counsel can petition the court to ask to put it into juvenile court. So we're not sure quite yet if adult court will stick, um, but that is where those charges are currently um, at. Gotcha. And so we have heard from uh, the police chief in Chippewa Falls. Have you all actually been able to speak with the district attorney in that county about the case? Yes, uh, we talked to the district attorney as well. He kind of helped provide the insight as to what the exact charges are. Gotcha. Um, since it is a juvenile, the judge has decided to um, kind of seal some information from the general public. Mm -hmm. um, so we have talked to the district attorney. He's has not um, decided firmly whether he would fight um, if the, the defense team tried to put this case into juvenile court. He says he is still open to seeing what is best and as more information comes out and if there's any mitigating circumstances, um, he hasn't quite made a decision yet if he is going to stick hard with wanting to keep this case in adult court. Wow. And so as uh, the court system uh, kind of gathers all the information as to what has unfolded, the new information being released today, uh, what is the next step? What are we going to see from here? Yeah, so I would say the next step um, so far, we're expecting to see the suspect back in court next week, um, May 5th. I can't remember if that's a Thursday or a Friday. Um, and then that that hearing right there is just going to be more talking about um, whether these lawyers that were representing him today will continue to represent them or what it will look like going forward. So that's what the next step currently is. Um, and we will have to wait to see if they decide to petition to take this case back to juvenile court or not. And you are um, seeing a picture right here. Are you able to see that photo, Maria? Yep, I can see the photo. Okay, and kind of walk us through exactly what we're seeing here. Um, our producer are able to pull this in from the WEAU website. So uh, kind of walk us through what we're seeing here. 
Yeah, so this is the house um, on North Road Street in Chippewa Falls that uh, police have been searching for evidence. They won't really say what exactly the connection is to the case, um, but this is a house with evidence that has helped um, them get to this point in the case. Okay, I gotcha. And so they have not released information as to who in particular or whose house this is? Yeah, they have not released those sorts of details. They have kept um, a lot of things, a lot of details back as to not impede in their investigation. Um, that's what the police are telling us currently. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and you mentioned the attorneys representing uh, the suspect, a uh, 14-year-old charged in this case. Uh, public defenders, um, who, who is representing the 14-year-old at this time? Yeah, we're not 100% sure on okay. that. The district attorney didn't really tell us that besides what their names are. Um, but yeah, we, we're not really sure on that front. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, kind of fluid ever changing there. And so I want to bring up the picture of Lily once again. Uh, and just, you know, I remember when we first brought this story to our viewers here at Local News Live, when y'all began sharing it, Maria, absolutely heartbreaking. And when you see the little 10-year-old girl's picture, I mean, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And I know so many people across the nation, as well as the community there, just really grippling with what has unfolded here. And so I also want to talk about um, her school, her classmates, the teachers, Teachers, the faculty, staff, what, what is it like on that end of things? Yeah, I would say on that end of things, especially at first when we did not know who potentially did do this to her, um, it was very scary for parents of Chippewa Falls, the school district, obviously having more resources available for students if they needed it, um, and then urging families to make sure that they drop off their students at school and pick them up at night um and we talked to a mother who has students who didn't really know lily but they went to the same school one of them was younger than lily one of them was older than lily um and she certainly um couldn't couldn't even speak to how she was feeling because it's just so um hard and tragic and scary as a parent Absolutely. And again, um, our news team, WEAU, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. But this actually unfolded in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. And for our viewers, uh, where exactly is this from Eau Claire? Yeah, so that's about a 20-minute drive north of Eau Claire. So okay. um, certainly a community we cover all the time um, and a, a community that we're in and know the people. So it's mm. very crazy to think that it happened so close. Yeah, and so as a journalist, uh, you know, obviously we don't share our emotions, uh, but uh, I just, I have to ask, I mean, has this, uh, what has it been like just speaking to friends and families of, of the people in the community? Not, and I don't mean even the victims, family and friends, but just people, like you said, because we learned um, a couple of days ago, just such a tight knit community. What is it, what has it been like? It's definitely been hard, obviously, um, seeing people hugging, teary-eyed, um, people who didn't even know Lily so greatly impacted by her death, um, and just coming together and wanting to find ways to, how, how do we go past, like, get past this? How do we understand this? And, and what does this mean for our community going forward? Um, yeah, so it's been very difficult. Um, but we're just thankful to be able to be in those communities um, 
to be with the people and sharing the news that they need to know um, in these really difficult times. All right, well, Maria, thank you so much for joining us here on Local News Live. I do appreciate your time. Is there any any other element um, to this story that you can share with us? I feel like we've hit um, everything. It's just been happening quite quickly. Yeah. Um, and the community, I think, is has a sense of relief knowing that we have a suspect in custody yeah. and we are at this point already. So, um, yeah, I think we've hit all the moving elements um, to this unfortunate case. And I feel like, you know, and, and again, we're such a distance away, but we've uh, been able to follow along with live coverage that y'all provided team coverage throughout the week. And it, it feels like the Chippewa Falls Police Department uh, kind of being very transparent about this entire investigation and sharing what they're able to share. So do you see that kind of moving forward as this uh, investigation progresses? Yeah, I, mean, I feel like they're trying to do the best to inform the public as much as they can, but also um, protecting the investigation yeah. um, so that charges can be brought and justice can um, be served. Well, Maria, I sure do appreciate your time, and I know all of our viewers appreciate your time uh, just kind of explaining more about this case because, like I said, uh, we have been covering this uh, since y'all first broke the news there at WEAU in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So we do appreciate your time. I know you're very busy, so we will let you go. Uh, but thank you again uh, for sharing this. Well, thank you so much. And again, uh, that was uh, a reporter from our station, WEAU out of Eau Claire. Uh, Maria Blow giving us uh, really an updated close encounter look here at this case that continues uh, to create national attention. And for more information, you know, I cannot, uh, I cannot stress enough. There is a timeline. We're talking pictures. We're talking the newest information unfolding on WEAU.com. I encourage you to check out this story um, as it continues to develop because uh, a lot more anticipated uh, to unfold here in this case. And so joining me here again, uh, that was Maria Blau from our station WEAU, but we're also, I'm also joined here uh, with our producer at Local News Live, Michael Bell. And you know, Michael, you and I have been following along with this story all throughout the week. And not only is it tragic um, on one end of things, because the victim 10 years old, but also the suspect in this case, 14 years old. And as our reporter from WEAU said, Maria said, He's in eighth grade, and right now he is behind bars with a $1 million cash bond. $1 million cash only bond, meaning uh, a lot of bonds. I covered uh, crime courts for a number of years in Nebraska and in Iowa, Jessica. So here's what I can tell you a little bit about that is basically when, uh, let's say I'm, I'm an adult, last time I checked, I commit some kind of felony, misdemeanor, aggravated misdemeanor, basically anything where I don't get just cited and released, I get taken to jail. The next day, I get out of, uh, not get out of jail, I appear in court, whether it's through video, whether it's through uh, uh, actually showing up at court. The judge looks at me, reads my charges, looks at my criminal history, if I have any, and says, here's your bond. Your bond is basically what you need to bail out. Mm. So let's say my bond is $1,000. Now, if I'm not a habitual law breaker, and I know that can be a very wide definition of things, but let's say I'm not a habitual criminal, okay? Uh, let's say this is my first time really running against the law. It says $1,000, okay? Mm. 
they say $1,000 or 10% bond. Right. So basically what happens is if I can go through a bondsman, which every town, every basically county seat in every big city has a bondsman, and I can sign a contract saying I will take out a loan with you, and I will say, okay, I'm going to pay this bond, I'll pay the loan at some interest or something like that. That means a $1,000 bond suddenly becomes a $100 fee, fine, basically. Then I get to get out of jail, I get to go back to work, I get to be with my family, I get to do a number of things. In this case, it says million dollars cash only, meaning unless you find, and I, I scoff a little bit because it's basically impossible. Is it possible? True. But it's basically impossible. If you find a bail bondsman, bail bond man, uh, uh, to say, we will provide you with a million dollar loan, basically, they'll let you out on $100,000 for a million dollars because it's 10%. That's not going to happen. Yeah, and Mike, while we talk about this case, thanks for breaking that down. I also want to mention, um, you know, several of the charges here that the 14-year-old is facing, and as our reporter from WAU mentioned, the 14-year-old is, in fact, being tried as an adult in court. And so two of the... At this point. Yeah, at this, at this point. point. That's right. Now, let me interrupt yeah. real quick, because the, uh, uh, let's say he has a public defender or uh -huh. private, pr uh, private defenders as well. It's not unheard of. Yeah. They can argue in court. Now, this is still early because this only happened in the last, what, 48 hours? Really? He was charged, correct? Yeah, so, the last 24. Exactly. What can happen is the, uh, uh, his lawyers, the suspect's lawyers, because he's only a suspect, he's not convicted yet, they can argue that uh, shouldn't be tried as an adult should be tried as a child, should be tried as uh, a number of things. So basically what happens is if they argue that successfully, depending on the judge and depending on the prosecutor and the job they do, they could say, okay, you know what? No, we'll try this as if they're not an adult. So that can change. I have covered uh, uh, murder trial, literal murder trials where somebody was under the age of 18, 17, years old, depending on the state, because in Nebraska and Iowa, it's a little different. In uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I was about to say Wisconsin, but I wanted to double check. In Wisconsin, might be a little different there as well. It just depends. So what can happen is that the uh, child could be ruled as an adult or can be ruled still as a child, and then goes to juvenile court which is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, definitely. And so two of the three charges uh, that this juvenile in particular is facing actually carry a maximum penalty of life in prison. And so I kind of want to go over the charges um, just so quickly before we leave you right now. Um, but the juvenile, 14 years old, again, eighth grade, charged with first-degree intentional homicide, first-degree sexual assault resulting in bodily harm, and first-degree sexual assault of a child under the age of 13. Um, create resulting in great bodily harm. So again, a lot of factors uh, going into this case. And of course, we will continue to keep you updated on any new developments unfolding. And the next part of the information as the case continues is May 5th. And you heard our reporter uh, from WEAU, Maria, mention um, the juvenile will appear in court 
following uh, this hearing today, May 5th. And so uh, that will be a status conference hearing again as we talk about this to determine his representation in court, whether he will have, in fact, a public defender or hire out a private attorney. But he is being held in the Eau Claire Juvenile Detention Center at this time. And so, Mike, did you have one more thing that you wanted to add? Uh, not really. No, okay. I was just curious. I, I'm not aware if uh, Wisconsin has a death penalty or not because... Also, I, I know that the suspect, the alleged sus, not alleged yeah. suspect, the suspect is 14, but if he's tried as an adult, right. then he may, if convicted, if, if convicted as an adult, he may qualify for the death penalty. I'm not sure if Wisconsin has a death penalty or yeah, not. Yeah, I didn't hear that's Maria mention I, that. So right. um, she did say life in prison, so possibly, um, possibly. that's kind of what we're looking at. But it's a very serious case, and of course Absolutely. we are going to continue to follow it for everyone. Yeah, thank you for that, Mike. We do appreciate your time here, kind of breaking down the specifics of that. And as I mentioned, for continuing coverage on this story, you can head on over to weau.com. That's our Gray Station in Eau Claire, Wisconsin.